Hi, I'm Al Majoros. I am a three-year cancer survivor. My blog, The Cancer Warrior, is one of the top ten breast cancer blogs according to blogs.com. I'm here to bring a fresh, upbeat perspective to a topic that to some may seem scary. A positive mental attitude got me through my cancer, and I hope to share that with you. Today we're talking to a former guest and friend of the show, uh, Jason Sissel, who founded the organization Endure to Cure, and he's here to talk about his organization more about it and uh well a run that he went on so how are you today jason good how are you thanks for having me back awesome yes even though you're late i'm just kidding you know i have to mess with you <laughs> um so tell me what's going on with endure Decor, or at least um you know for people who i don't know why they wouldn't have but didn't listen to your prior podcast uh tell us a little bit about endure to cure and why you founded it Endure Cure is a pediatric cancer foundation that raises funds to benefit organizations that research, treat, and provide care for pediatric cancer patients. And one of the ways that we do that is we have a team called Team Endure Cure, which does endurance events around the world. We have right around 100 people currently on five continents um, around the world doing endurance events of all kinds. Um, you know, our team ranges in ability level, you know, from people who are, you know, getting off the couch for the first time and running, you know, something like their first 5K. And then we have people doing, uh, you know, what most people regard as crazy ultra endurance events. So, <laughs> Such um, as what? Like besides, besides the running well, we you have, just did. But we, have, we have a guy in Australia who's climbing the seven summits. So I'm oh, okay. climbing the seven summits myself or at least you know, making my way towards doing it and right. doing all kinds of ultra endurance events like the one that I just did, which was a 150 mile run in the Sahara Desert. Um, you know, people that are, we have a guy named Jim who at one point weighed almost 500 pounds and got up in the morning, looked himself in the mirror and was like, hey, I got to change my life. Otherwise, I'm not going to be around to play with my grandchildren, you know, so he took, you know, the first step in making the choice to get out and be more physically active, and now he's part of our team channeling his effort, you know, beyond his own his own health and trying to inspire others that, hey, you know, if I can do it, you can do it too, and we can benefit other people, you know, in our case, the, the children fighting pediatric cancer. Right. So... You know, that's the premise of our organization. Right now we're raising funds for a survivorship study at the University of Chicago Comer Children's Hospital, um, and that's a two-year study. And what it's going to do and why I find it particularly compelling is unlike a lot of traditional medical research that, you know, when, when they're you know, discovering things like new drugs or new treatments that might take 10 to 15 years if it does come to fruition, you know, this study has the benefit of working with kids who are recent survivors um, of pediatric cancer and, uh, you know, having an immediate impact on them as well as gathering data over the two-year period of the study to help unveil, you know, things that might be beneficial for longer-term, uh, you know, post-survivorship uh, treatments. Now, because that's probably a huge issue with uh, people with pediatric cancer is survivorship, I would imagine. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's great that you bring that up because it's also one of the things that is very glossed over, in my opinion. And, and the reason why I believe that it's glossed over is because you see such a high survival rate among the pediatric cancer patients. I think last I saw it was roughly 
80% of the kids who are diagnosed survive, but what people don't see is out of those 80%, uh, roughly 60% of them have uh, had permanent side effects or long-term side effects from their treatments that they had to endure. So, and, and those, um, those side effects are very wide-ranging, anything from uh, psychological problems, reintegrating themselves into um, school, you, with you know, kids. things like school or just classmates. normal society as we mm -hmm. think of it, and people that have never had to deal with this just take for granted, to things like uh, you know weak bones or weak immune systems, so mm -hmm. they get they get sick, and you know they have to constantly deal with those those issues throughout the rest of their life. Yeah, and I know as a survivor myself, I know when, you know, I'm three years out of treatment and I still have issues with survivorship. And I know a lot of people think, well, you're done with treatment, so you're all done with cancer. And that's not usually the case. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, and as you very well know, you know, things, you know, I'm not myself a survivor, mm -hmm. so I only, you know, hear these things secondhand. But, right. you know, you get... You go through that treatment, and and then maybe a couple of years down the road, you just get, you know, the flu or something, and you think, wow, I'm, is my cancer back? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, all these little kids have to deal with, with that stress, too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, you know, I think it's a, a great way to make a difference and make a make it very specific to why we're raising funds and where the funds are going, not only for our potential donors, but also our athletes who are out there raising a sweat and challenging themselves to redefine their limitations every day, you know, that they know where their funds that they're raising are, are, are being allocated to. Right. Now, tell the story about why you started, because I know it's a great story about you and your, mm -hmm. your grandfather. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, I had worked on Wall Street at the time for about eight years, and you know, I, I love the financial markets. I really liked what I was doing. I love the people that I work with. I love the daily challenge. I love how fast everything changes and how uh, nimble that you have to be to always try to try to be ahead of the curve for your clients. But I always felt this sense of emptiness within. You know, no amount of money that I made or promotions that I got really satiated that that void and one day uh well let me back up a, a, about a year before that my grandfather was on his deathbed from his second form of cancer and and he he and i had a private conversation just a one-on-one -on -one conversation where within that conversation he just asked me that i carry on his spirit in my life and you know i kind of thought at the time well that's pretty simple <laughs> simple request. <laughs> That's yeah, a simple you know, request? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go raise some funds or something for a, you know, a cancer organization. And then about a year later, I, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and I just had this very unexpected epiphany that, hey, I got to I gotta do something that helps inspire, you know, hopefully a, a very large group of people in society to, you know, to to pursue their dreams and do what excites them in life and makes a difference. And, you know, I think that I just had to be the living example of that as, you know, the founder of the, the organization, that if I'm out there telling people that and encouraging people to redefine their own limitations for a higher purpose, that, hey, I have to be doing it myself. And 
and I, I constantly try to do that. And, you know, one of the ways that I'm doing it now is by doing things that that are... That mere mortals would that, say you're kind of crazy to I, do? Yeah, I guess if you want to <laughs> call just, it that. But, I'm just joking. You, you know, it, I look back on it, and yeah, it's kind of, you know, I, I sit and think, wow, I just was out in the middle of some of the most un- inhospitable train in the world, but I didn't really ever think about it like that. I just think, right. I just kept thinking that, hey, what I'm doing is hopefully going to help somebody else live, ultimately. Right. Um, not only from a health perspective, but from a, uh, you know, just a personal perspective in that I think there's just a lot of people out there who would rather be doing something else. And if, you know, if our efforts as a team can inspire them to pursue what they want to do in life and do what excites them, then, you know, that's kind of like giving them a, a new life metaphorically speaking exactly yeah so, so, so yeah and, and you know you just it's kind of like what you had to deal with going through cancer you know mm-hmm. it's like okay well you're faced with the situation that you have to deal with now it doesn't it's not an option you either, <laughs> either fight it and hopefully live mm-hmm. while fighting it doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're going to live not fighting does guarantee it. So <laughs> right. it's, it's like that when you're dropped in the middle of the desert, you're like, okay, well, there's no turning back. I got to find a way to move forward and reach that goal of finishing, which in the case of a cancer survivor is, or somebody who's fighting cancer is becoming a survivor. So, right. you know, you just think about, think about the cause, think about the people that were benefiting and you just find a way to get there. So now, how did you pick uh, the Marison de Sables? Did I pronounce that correctly? The Sables, yeah. Yeah, in, in um, the Sahara over others that you could have done. Well, first and foremost, I hate running. <laughs> so You know, you're the second person that has said that to me this week, who's like an <laughs> avid runner. But interesting. Yeah, and I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive, given that, you know, this was 150 miles of running in the Sahara Desert over, you know, this was over the desert, not over roads in the desert. So um, it was extremely brutal terrain, and the, the mm-hmm. heat at times was, you know, up, in, up near 130 degrees. Um, but how I picked it, you know, I, I just, I always want to do things that I find that, you know, I, I guess that are just very challenging. And I looked up looked up some things on Google that said, you know, type in something like hardest endurance events in the world. And, you know, this happened to be one of the things that kind of kept popping up. And, you know, I knew some people that had done it. um, And I just started talking to them. And, you know, from the sounds of it, I thought it could be something that created a lot of visibility and awareness for the cause which we're trying to fight, which is pediatric cancer. Hopefully that could also inspire people that, hey, if this guy that hates running <laughs> and do something like this in that kind of environment, then, you know, getting off my couch and going for a mile walk every day mm-hmm. really exactly. isn't that bad. So, you know, it was just a, it was a combination of things, but it was mo- mostly that um, what I feel is a responsibility to re- redefine my own limitations for our cause and, mm-hmm. you know, as I mentioned before to be an example that um as a leader you know lead by example 
But it, hey, if, if if our leader is doing it, then you know I should be trying to do that as well. Exactly. Now, how much money did you raise off of your uh, run? Um, the run specifically, it was probably uh, probably about seven thousand dollars. Oh, that's awesome. Or so, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always hoping that it's higher than it is because you know you, you right. kind of have this sense of urgency. Um, you know, to achieve the goal. So you always want to, you always have high expectations and, um, you know, you just have to do your best and, and let the rest happen. What, one, so of my, one of my philosophies on life, you know, it's like you can't control the outcomes, you can no. only control the effort. So if you just do the best you can and learn along the way, then, then good things will end up happening. And that's $7,000 more than uh, Enduricure had before you started running. Before, yeah, exactly mm-hmm. right. And you know, one of the one of the things too that you kind of have to keep in mind is that this was just a campaign for that event specifically. It's right. like I'm always out there, you know, trying to raise funds and build awareness. And on a, you know, on a, if you peel the layer of the onion back one more, uh, one more layer, I'm always trying to get people to join as well. So that's yes. that's um, an element of fundraising that really isn't directly in the numbers but you know i think out of this effort you know we got like five or six more people to join and if each of those you know people who joined raise five thousand dollars well then that's you know you just that adds on to the total so you know so there's uh there's a lot of other intangible elements built into that fundraising beyond just the funds itself so what's next for you on the horizon? Um, besides you know, right relaxing, now, the, I've, besides I've been re- trying to just continue building awareness for the mm-hmm. cause, yes. you know, writing about the experience, and um, you know, which I think has really helped, uh, you know, the visibility mm-hmm. out. Um, but as far as events specifically, which I'm guessing is probably what you're referring to. Um, if, well, yeah, if you have something coming up. Or even if yeah. one of your athletes, I mean, what a, they're, they're, well, I guess there's, how many athletes do you have on your, I guess, roster, if you call yeah, it Yeah, we that? have roughly 100. Oh, wow. On five continents around the world. So, you know, we have people doing events all the time. Um, you know, we have a gentleman this weekend who's based out of uh, Coronado, California, who's doing his first Ironman distance triathlon this weekend. Um, that's Mark. And he's doing Ironman St. George, which I believe is in Utah. Um, so he's pretty excited about that. And he's, he's been able to uh, uh, raise some funds and uh, challenge himself along the way. And it's really exciting to watch everybody achieve their goals, but especially the people who, you know, when they join, they're like, I don't know if I can run a 5K. And now they're out, you know, Telling people that they can too. <laughs> That's awesome. And and they just they they realize that once they achieve that initial goal, that hey, I I am capable of this, and it starts their confidence starts building. You know, it's it's kind of like a snowball, mm-hmm. and you know that carries over in other parts of their life, which is which is just fascinating to watch. I agree. I agree. And yeah. and it's funny because I'm actually going to do uh, a 5K in July. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's 
Sorry. I'm going to do I don't the five. know how much you like running. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, it's this thing called the Warrior Dash, and it's just like a 5K fun run. Yep. And one of the gals on my Warrior Dash team, um, the last time I ran, she's 24. I, the last time I ran was uh, longer than she's been alive. Last time I ran was 1987, and she's 24. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have a bit of training to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, the, and then um, I know your next question will be after the uh, Warrior Dash, when am I going to join your Endure to Cure team? <laughs> I knew that was coming, well, right? Right, Jason? I've been wondering that the whole time. Well, um, I don't know if my commuter no, bike just, would be able I'm, to. I'm ha- I know. I know. I don't know but, if my commuter bike will be able to handle any Ironmans. You know. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be surprised. I think there's a perception out there that you know running is hard on your body. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes, I understand why people think that, but there's also the you know just if you're training your body correctly, you right. know, and doing things that facilitate keeping your body healthy um, while you're training. You know, for example, I am a very big believer that the functional training is extremely important for injury prevention. And what functional training is is a lot of stability exercises and uh, core strength Mm -hmm. exercises that really keep your, uh, you know, since running is a a forward motion, you're constantly working that, that forward plane and yes. what that is doing is essentially weakening the lateral plane because they're not getting you know they're, they're getting out of balance from mm-hmm. the, the differences in, in uh, movement so what the functional training does is help keep your body balanced and helps prevent uh, prevent injuries due to muscle imbalances and um, you know your tendons and ligaments and everything getting out of whack. Mm-hmm. I agree. I do a lot of Pilates. So mm-hmm. Yeah, Pilates is great. Yoga is mm-hmm. fantastic. Yoga, and exactly. then there's just all kinds of individual exercises that you can do, um, you know, put them together into a package, and, and uh, it really works too well. So tell me more about this. Uh, you're writing a blog about your, your run in the Sahara. Where, mm-hmm. can, where can we find that? Well, that is on endurecure.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right on the front page, there's a link to our uh, our uh, blog, which is called No Limits. And you know, one of the one of the great things about the blog, our No Limits blog, is that it gives our team a chance to share their stories. You know, things that um, you know, things that they're doing. You know, these aha moments that they've had in their experience with us. Um, and uh, inspire other people, and it also gives a gives us a platform to you know show our our friends and followers what we're doing to um, you know to benefit the cause and and explain you know the different uh, fundraising initiatives that we have and and just share um, you know the results so. On there, I'm also highlighting a lot of the experiences that that I'm going through in order to help make this all happen. And one of those experiences is the uh, uh, Marathon de Saab, which I did, uh, you know, about a month ago. So, yeah, every day, you know, for 10 days, I've been uh, writing on a different topic that had to do with the experience and 
you know, one of the things that I'm really trying to do is is not just make it, you know, a, a race report type of thing, but just tie everything back. You know, like, why am I doing it? You know, <laughs> yeah. why, why is the biggest question. You know, why am I doing it? I, I hate doing this, um, but it's for a higher higher purpose, you know. So you want to convey that, that message and, um, you know, what drives you at your at those soul-crushing moments to continue moving forward. Um, you know, that, that's the kind of message that we're trying to convey. How, does it, how do these lessons that you learn uh, translate into living life on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what can you take away from that experience that can help somebody realize that, hey, my job isn't that hard or, or, or it's not as hard as I think it is, and here's a lesson that I can apply you know, to break through that own, you know, that challenge that I'm going through now. So, yes. um, you know, so it's a lot of different concepts like that that, that we're trying to uh, elucidate to our audience. And realizing that one person can make a difference in a lot of people's lives. Yeah, yeah. And not necessarily, and it's not just me, you know. It's like, well, yes. It, it's all like um, I'm powered by other people, you know, right. I'm, powered by the people that are taking the initiative to move themselves to a new level of uh, of their own personal being. You know, these, these people who have the courage, like Jim, for example, I keep reverting to Jim's story because it's so powerful. You know, here's a guy that, that most people in that situation would just give up. Mm-hmm. But he had the courage to look himself in the mirror and realize that I have to do this. Exactly. This is something that I have to do, not only for myself, but for other people. And, you know, he might not be the fastest runner, but he's out there trying. And, you know, it's stories like that that, that power me, you know. And I sit there thinking, well, you know, my feet feel like they're shattered, but I still have the power to move forward. Exactly. You know, so um, it's, it's like a big virtuous circle. You know, it's, it's funny. That's one cause, of the fascinating things about it. It's funny because I was just going to ask you about Jim. You must have been reading my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> he's, he's just a, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mentioned that when he started, you know, that day, that day when he looked himself in the mirror, he weighed 479 pounds and he's, it's crazy. he's lost almost half of his weight, you know, wow. and, and he's out running 50 milers. It's, <laughs> blows my mind. Like that's, you know, that's somebody who's got, that's got a lot of power to change a lot of people's lives. And, um, you know, the, the great thing about our team as I see it is, you know, we have such a diverse group of people from all walks of life. There's really no way to bucket them or, you know, bucket our team other than it's just a very diverse group of people challenging themselves for a cause greater than themselves. And, you know, we have people in South America, Europe, Australia, North America, uh, Asia. We have a guy in Asia who hadn't run in his life, and now he's training for the Chicago Marathon. And awesome. It's just really fascinating to to see how everybody comes together from from such diverse backgrounds. It's, it's, uh, it's one of the things that when I founded 
endured a cure I didn't expect outright. You know, I was kind of hoping that, you know, we would have a diverse team, but I didn't really expect how much of a family it's become. Well, of course. And we've even had uh, one couple get married who met being a part of our group. So. <laughs> really? That's awesome. Yeah. So it's it's kind of it's kind of neat, but you know ultimately that's that's all you know well and good. But you know if we're not um, fulfilling the the main purpose of the organization, which is uh, hopefully finding some breakthroughs right. that that help kids live or live better, you know then um, you know, that's you- where the real success of the organization comes. Well, in my you- opinion. Well, I believe you are. I mean, $7,000 is nothing to sneeze at. And like you said, you have 100 people in your uh, roster, your team. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, l- let me ask you this. If if I was to be or, you know, somebody listens to this podcast and they say, well, I want to join. Can they just do like a 5K and then just have people donate? I mean, how does that work? Yeah. So I mean, the, the process is really pretty simple. Um Somebody comes to us and, and it's kind of a double-edged sword because a lot of people see things like, like I've done or some of the other members are doing that are extremely difficult, and they they kind of feel intimidated that, right. hey, you know, I, I can't run. I, I've never run a 5K in my life. How, can I even be a part of this? Yes, you can be a part of it. And what the philosophy of our team is, is anybody can do any event anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter if you're running, you know, a daily dog walk uh, <laughs> awesome. group right. or – running around the planet you know we don't our team doesn't care what you're doing they care why you're doing it they care that you want to do it and that you're challenging yourself um and for somebody that's never run you know running a 5k is a big deal it's more of a big deal than somebody who's um you know running their 100th marathon Mm -hmm. they're they're challenging themselves uh relative to what they are capable or what they have been capable of doing in the past. So, yeah, absolutely. Anybody can do any event anywhere in the world. Uh, they can sign up with us. We have um, no fundraising minimum. We just ask people to do what, do the best they can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want to have people enjoying their experience rather than making it, you know, their, A task, right. their job in their life. You mm-hmm. know, it's, people have so much going on. We want everybody to have fun uh, being a part of our organization. So, um, you know, and going back to what I said about our team being kind of a, a virtual family, uh, you know, we have some forums that people share ideas. You know, if somebody, um, you know, is trying to train for their first 5K, we have a, a great group of people with a lot of different backgrounds who can help, you know, give them pointers or, you know, help them uh, reach their goal. So awesome. Um, yeah, so that's been a nice, nice thing to watch as well. Oh, that's awesome! There's, yeah, there's nobody, there's nobody that I've seen or heard of in our group who is, you know, very experienced, ever demeaning something that right. Well, yes, another member is doing. It, it's always been one of those more of a encouraging forum where, hey, you know. I was there once too. Everybody had to start somewhere. Exactly. I know. And that's... If you don't start, you're never going to get to another mm-hmm. another level of expertise or experience. And I, I like the idea of the dog walking thing, by the way. 
Yeah, all right. There's been people that have done it. So really, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's great. That is awesome. So if uh, I shouldn't, I should never say if, but when people want to get a hold of you, how can they do so, Jason? Uh, they can do so through our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a contact page in there. Um, you know, our, our email is listed on the website at endurtycured.org. Um, is it that? Yeah, all the contact information is right on, on the page. Is that two as in T-O or the number two? T-O. Okay. Yeah, then, we also do have the, the number two as well that gets redirected to the, the main site if they happen to type that in. Okay, and you do have a Facebook page? And we do have a Facebook page, Endure to Cure. Um, I also have one for my athletic endeavors mm-hmm. uh, as well, just Jason Siffle. I saw I stalked you on there, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're the one. I, I am. Shh. Now everyone knows. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me today again, Jason. You know that I'm going to keep having you on until everybody knows about Endure to Cure because that is one of my missions as the Cancer Warrior to make sure that all the organizations uh, that <clears throat> all the organizations, excuse me, that come on the show that everybody knows about as much as the uh, larger organizations that are out there. Yeah, well, thank you very much. It's, uh, it's always been a pleasure to uh, be on your show in the past. And, yes. Um, Built a friendship with you, so and that's and that's again. what it's all about. And and I know that you'll be watching as I do the Warrior Dash, and then the day after you'll be asking me to join your team. So absolutely, hopefully <laughs> you wear that Endure Cure shirt that uh, we sent up to you. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Well, <laughs> I will bring it because we do have shirts for the team. But <laughs> I w- I do wear that actually when I work out and when I Good. do when I do videos and stuff. I always try to wear uh, one of the organization shirts. That I've gotten because it's important to share the love, as I say. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, well, I'm going to keep up the good work. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And you too. And I'm going to wrap up like I usually do. This is Mel Majoras. I am the Cancer Warrior. You can always find me on Facebook because I am a Facebook junkie. The Cancer Warrior on EmpowerRadio.com is my Facebook page. Mel Majoras is my Facebook page. You can also find me on Twitter at Mel Majoros. Check out my website, thecancerwarrior.net. And as always, life looks pretty good from where I'm sitting. Sending you good vibes. It's the Cancer Warrior on EmpowerRadio.com.